you have been blacklisted and I am your host, Cappuccino. A little about me, I'm a Generation Xer. I grew up in New York City in the 80s and the 90s and I'm a hip hop aficionado, a wife, mother, sister, friend, entrepreneur, nurse, and also an author. So just call me a Jill of all trades. And I'm here to give you relatable experiences, current events, and of course, story time from a grown woman's perspective. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Another episode of Blacklisted starts in five, four, three, two, one. Vibrating high, right? Saturday, story time. Let's jump into it. But before we jump into it, these stories are true, okay? The names in certain locations will be changed to protect the innocent or guilty, but we're going to jump into it. All right. So picture it. This is the 90s, right? So I want to say, I'm just going to give a rough estimate maybe 98, 97, not really sure, 96 maybe, mid to late 90s. And at that time, you know, I'm living in New York City, I'm on a whole rap scene, you know, I was in a girl group, you know, two females, you know what I mean? And I was rocking the mic, doing a lot of talent shows, and my whole goal was to get on, right? That was my whole goal, was to get on. And at that time, I was in college. I went to St. John's University. I was a college student, but I didn't even care about my major. My major at that time was communication arts. I did not care about my major. I wanted to be a rapper, right? I used to watch Foxy Brown and Little Kim and Queen Latifah, MC Light, all of these women who had paved the way. I wanted to be like them or better. That was my goal. And at the time, when I first started, I was a solo act. And then at the time, a friend of mine, you know, we decided to become a girl group and we were rough, rugged and raw. Yeah, we were ringing bells. We were ringing bells back then, underground, whatever have you. And we used to do shows and open bikes and we were networking. And when I tell you I have stories, when I tell you there are things that this woman knows about me and I know about her and we know we taking those stories to the grave, it's that type of song. Okay. All right. So let's jump into it. So it's about 90 something, whatever have you. And I had a manager at a time at that time that owned a studio, right? At this point, I'm not really going to divulge the, the location of the studio. Cause like I said, I want to keep things very kind of under wraps, but you'll get the gist. If you know, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. All right. But an interesting story to say the least. Anyway, so my manager at the time, you know, we used to get free studio time from him because he owned the studio and we were signed to him and he was shopping our music and, you know, it was going overseas like Japan. I mean, I'm going so far back that we had DAT tapes, right? DAT, D-A-T, DAT tapes, right? There was no CDs or any of that. I mean, there were CDs, but to have your original music, your product was on a DAT a that tape, right? And when you used to shop your music, you would go to like different labels with your demo, which would have three to four of your hottest songs. And that's how you would air quote shop 
your music shop, your brand. So needless to say, me and my partner at that time, we were walking the pavements. We were everywhere. We were Manhattan, Brooklyn. We were going to record labels. I mean, it was crazy. It, it was absolutely nuts, right? But we loved it, right? We were what? Er, very early 20s, late teens. We loved it. And, you know, we loved that life, right? Late nights, early mornings, that type of thing. And I would get out the studio or if I had a show and I would go to class. And I would, I'm not going to front. I used to sleep in class. I would sleep in class, right? And I was making it in college um, by the skin of my teeth because I was so busy trying to be put on as a rapper, right? So what I'm doing now, I'm just setting the scene so you kind of like take your mind to that era and I'm trying to like paint a picture for you, right? Okay, so again, my manager at the time, he owned the studio, we got free studio time, but he had different acts that would come in or people that would rent studio time from him. Right. So we would see all types of people, whether it was people that were just starting out or like, you know, mid-level celebrities. There are some celebrities that came in his studio when I was there that are like huge now, you know, whatever have you. And we all kind of like slept in the studio. We slept in the studio. You know, we used to drink our drink and hang out and we eat our four chicken wings and rice. It was a great time. And I would not trade that time for anything in the world. I have the best freaking memories from that time. So one day I'm in the studio and I'm with um, one of my girlfriends in the studio, right? So I'm writing a song. I have my marble notebook. I'm listening to beats because he gave me a few beats. He's like, hey, Cap, see if you can write to this. See if you can flip and bounce to this. I'm like, hey, cool. You know, I'm sitting down. You know, I'm, you know, I'm puffing on a new port, you know, <laughs> and I, I'm writing, right? I'm writing my songs. So this guy came in, right? I buzzed him in, actually. I buzzed him in. Um, I didn't know who he was, but I seen from like the camera, I was told to buzz him in. So I buzzed him in. So he came up, he said hello, introduced himself, took off his jacket, whatever have you. Next thing I know, another guy, you know, rings the bell. I guess he parked the car. I don't know why he came after him, but he came into the studio. Okay, cool. So he walks in and immediately as he walks up the stairs, I looked at him and we locked eyes with each other for a minute and I went back to writing. I'm like, okay, whatever. Now, I didn't... At that point, I was aware of who this person was, right? Not really so much from rapping. It wasn't from rapping. I knew who he was from, you know, the area that I lived in. He didn't live in my particular neighborhood, but a neighborhood that I used to frequent and be around. He was known, you know, to be around that neighborhood, right? And me and this person, we are the same age range. I think he's maybe two years older than me. I'm not really sure, okay? All right, so... You know, my girlfriend and I, you know, we're writing, we're talking. And then he says, hey, what's up? So we're like, hey, hi, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he comes over to me. He comes over to me, this person who happens to be a very well-known rapper, well-known businessman. He He's doing his thing. He comes over to me and he looks at me for a good three seconds and that three seconds probably felt like 10 seconds and then I looked at him too right with like a, a blank stare because you know we're from New York right so if someone's looking at us longer than like a minute or a second or two we're like how you know what's up you know what I mean but it wasn't that type of time 
So he looked at me for about two to three seconds and he goes, you have some really voluptuous lips. Now, at that time, I think I was probably like 20 years old, right? Voluptuous lips. Now, needless to say, I've always gotten a lot of compliments on my lips. I do have very juicy lips. They're pouty. They're nice. They're sexy. I That's one thing I do get compliments on. My eyes, definitely. And, you know, my lips. is Since I was a kid, even so now, you know, I have juicy lips, you know. It doesn't hurt to have juicy lips. Anyway, so he goes, you have some really voluptuous lips. So then, like, my eyebrow raises, like, I'm like, voluptuous? Like, I don't even know how to take that. I'm like, okay, just like that. Then he proceeded to tell me, you look like you could do a good mic check. Now, for those who don't know, mic check, in lack of a better, lack of better words means it looks like you know how to suck peen. And if you don't know what peen is, you know, the junk, the private area, I'm like, excuse me, I was so infuriated. So he said to me, you have some really voluptuous lips and you look like you could do a good mic check. So me being on my whole ladies first and, you know, alpha woman and a mama don't take no mess. I'm like, uh-uh, you know, I'm going crazy. Who are you talking to like that? Don't disrespect me. You know, you don't know me like that. You know, I'm going off on a tangent. I'm going crazy, right? So then my manager comes out and he's like, what the hell is going on here? Cat, why are you yelling? And Mr. Rapper, why, you know, what's going on? So he kind of chuckled his mouth kind of to the side, a little cocky. And then I'm like, and he's like, um, it wasn't, he's like, it's not that serious. It was a compliment, ma. Now he didn't say it wasn't that serious, but he said it was a compliment, ma. He said that. And I said, well, I don't need your damn compliments. And I was so pissed off. And I walked from the front of the studio to the back. And he had this chuckle. As I'm sitting here telling you guys this story, I hear the chuckle in my head. It's like a chuckle slash snicker slash I'm laughing at you slash I'm being playful. It's a laugh that I can hear a thousand miles away, right? So anyway, he chuckled and he sat down and, you know, he told us his friend, you know, he brushed off the whole situation. Meanwhile, I'm in the back. I'm pissed off. You know, I'm dark brown, but I'm turning red. You know, I'm pissed off. So then my manager's like, yo, you, you know, you need a full back. You know who that is? And I'm like, I know who that is, and I don't care. Now, when he said, do you know who that is? I knew him by another name. I knew this particular person by another name. Again, I did not know him personally, but we have friends in common, and I used to hang out in his neighborhood where he's from. My neighborhood was maybe some miles away from his neighborhood, right? And, you know, we were in the same age group. So anyone in that age group knew him by another name. So when he said, my manager said, do you know who that is? And whoop de whoop, I said, I know exactly who that is. And I don't give a shit. And I don't want to be spoken to like that. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a independent, strong black woman. You know, the whole blah, blah, blah. So my manager's like, well, this is his name that he goes by. And he's about to blow up. He, you know, he just did a song that the street is buzzing, X, Y, Z. I was like, look, I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Needless to say, after my manager talked to me, I went back into the front room. I sat down and then, you know, the guy, Mr. Rapper, I'm calling him Mr. Rapper. Mr. Rapper was like, you I? That's exactly what he said to me. 
You I. I said, I am fine. Then he proceeded to ask me for a light for his friend. So after that, I was like, I can't. So I always remember that day, you know, and his persona that people see now is not too far away from what I saw then. But then we were all, you know, youngsters at that time. But the boldness of him saying that to me and, you know, he didn't know me. Is this, I don't know if it was confidence or arrogance, but needless to say, I'm one of his biggest fans now. And, you know, my girlfriends would tease me and he said, man, if you would have just went with the program, you would have been set. Cause you, you know, but I'm like, nah, you know, I felt that was disrespectful. But again, now that I look back in retrospect, you know, the nineties were a great time. I definitely enjoyed myself. And that's an experience that anybody that knows me, I tell the story too, because I think it's so funny. And now that I look at Mr. Rapper, he's doing awesome. He's moving and shaking. And considering where we all came from, people in my generation, you know, the neighborhoods that we came from, it was like, you know, surrounding neighborhoods um, that we came from, you know, he, he has done really well for himself. So if somehow the universe brings this to you, um, Mr. Rapper, I forgive you and I'm going to need you to, um, plug me in, put me in a game coach. <laughs> but yeah, um, that, that's the story time. That is the story time for this Saturday. I hope you enjoyed brief, concise and to the point. And, um, shout out to you, Mr. Rapper. You had confidence even back then. Peace. You've been blacklisted. <laughs> Hey, Blacklisters, make sure you don't miss a beat. Make sure you follow, hit that notification bell, share, and let your friends know everything they've been missing out on on Blacklisted.